Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everybody. This is Howard Fox for my co-host, Randy Ford. I want to welcome you to another episode of the Success Insight podcast. Our guest today is Angela James. She is an educator, an author, and a poet. And she's going to join us this morning to chat a little bit about her work. Angela James, welcome to the Success Insight Podcast. Hi, thank you. I'm glad. Yeah. So I I told you this is going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, I'd love to learn a little bit more about you and kind of, you know, how'd you kind of transition from educator to writer, poet, or had writing always been a part of your life share a little bit of background with our audience about about this the life of educator author and poet i think writing has always been a part of my life ever since i was a child i remember enjoying writing and back home we write composition and i remember i entered a composition um in jamaica and i was placed second and also remember when I tried to um, register for a school and I wrote this story, the lady asked me, did this really happen? And I said, no. So for me, education is me looking, out, looking for a nine to five job. I had children, um, I need to feed them. And somehow I kind of steer myself into that. First, I went into early childhood education and I realized that's not for me. And then I tried drama study and I'm thinking, okay, that's going to take a lot of time for me to get where I wanted it to go. So I just went into education because it seemed like a sure thing to make money to take care of the family. But I keep going back to writing and putting it off and going back to writing. And it's something that I cannot get rid of. And so I'm thinking I need to invest more in it because it's a part of me that won't go away. That's fantastic. You know, when you mentioned that you had one second place in a competition back in Jamaica, I think that means you can say award-winning writer. Okay. <laughs> yes, I, I should. You, you I should. should. <laughs> You've got to own it. You've got to own it. Yes. So with the writing in school, does that – give you a kind of a way to bring your work to the children you're teaching? I mean, some teachers are very artistic, some, you know, whether it's painting, writing, perhaps some are athletically inclined. Did your proficiency and love of writing, did it have any impact on the, the children that you were responsible for? Yes, I remember since I came to New York and I was teaching um, fifth grade and they were, they were supposed to compose a story and the child would just have a sentence and I said, what's wrong? Do you need my help? And I will just see that sentence and a whole story just start coming out of my mouth and the child said, how do you do that? <laughs> and also when I worked with the smaller kids like second grade, I like readers theater because it brings book to life and I'm expressive and they just enjoy. It. And I find the classroom is almost like their walls came down and they're not, they're, they're comfortable when I'm in that space, when I'm reading book and I'm being all dramatic. Um, 
So it impacts them where it makes the classroom more relatable and they just sit there in awe, just listen to the story. And it also helped when I'm helping them to write their story. And I, when they see, when they're stuck, if, if, I, if, we give, if I give them a writing prop and it said, one morning I woke up and I go through the door and I saw a stone. They don't know what to do with a stone. But with me, the stone does a lot of things. <laughs> Say, hey, may I come in? I am your cousin or I'm the little person or yeah, let's go around. Like I can see so much. And once I started and I get in my head and start doing the story, they're just, oh, you do that. <laughs> so it brings fun and life in the classroom for me. That's fantastic. And with your experience as a teacher, it would be interesting to look back, you know, a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, and how that early childhood event experience with you impacted them and helped them carry forward into yes. the, their, their future. Yes. So let's chat a little bit about some of your work leading up to you know, Flower Among Ash. I know you've written some poetry. You've got some yes. children's book out there. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, when I saw that, when I was making submission to publishers and I was not getting through because I'm unknown, I started focusing on poetry where to the point where I actually go to like a Staples or Office Depot and actually make my own book by hand, cut them, staple them. And I was selling them to my friends, um, anybody that I can see just for $5. The book, I think one was called Broken. And one was called Pepper Pot Collection because it, it has a eclectic amount of different kinds of poems. And it basically reflects, it's not like children's poem, it reflects on my experience and what I've gone through, but it's not dark. And then I thought, let me do something lighter. And because I am, I've been teaching second grade for such a long time, I've been reading all these fairy tales and folk tales. And at one point, they, we had to compare different stories. So I, then I, I thought, why not write a story about the three little pigs to explain, like a parody, explain what happened before they were sent away. So it's not one of those. It's, so I wrote that, what happened before they were sent away. And I was trying to write one to explain where they are now. So I'm... Because in school, they have to do comparison, compare and contrast with the different um, narrative of the different three little pigs. So I figure, okay, let me explain what happened before or what happened after. But then after I wrote one, it's unpublished. Um, it's an adventure. And I guess I was thinking about Scooby-Doo adventure, something like that. And these children from New York actually went upstate. There's a mansion upstate, a real mansion upstate. It's called Wincliffe Mansion. So I kind of researched that. And then I went, I wrote something that they actually was just bored, tired of the subway and all that stuff and decided to go. Somebody dare somebody over a girl. <laughs> and they decided to go outstate to this, to this mansion, which became very scary. But it was a setup 
because the people in that community know that people always want to come. They kind of set it up as a scary house. So they got the fright of their life and they came back. Well, don't tell anyone what happened. So I kind of transitioned and I still do like for writing um, poetry and having all these ideas for children's books. Then Floramang Ash came and the background is basically from kind of parallel to my experience leaving Jamaica, going to Canada, and even being a parent leaving Jamaica, going to Canada, and seeing how parents, um, you parent your child different based on the culture that you're living in, and the stigma that if you parent them the way you parent them in Jamaica, that you'll get in trouble with the law. And so Tanika, the, the main character, experienced that. She, she left Jamaica, went to Canada, and was one of those ch um, child that, okay, I'm going to use this to my advantage. But then several years after, she realized that where she's at, she doesn't like what she's seen. And then she has to take steps to transform her life, trying to get to the point where she thinks she should have been. So we get to see our transformative journey from we didn't um, from spiraling out and doing our own thing to trying to get back to being a productive, um, successful citizen. And what part of your life or people that have crossed paths with you are undercurrents in, in the book? Um, well, I think I want one of the chapter it deals with when she went to school and she was the only black person in the, in the classroom. And when I went to, I was an adult and I went to do my undergrad. And when I looked in school, like, like in Toronto, it's very diverse. Like you don't feel uncomfortable. But then when I go to school and I'm spending that many hours, I'm realized, okay, am I the only one that looks like me in the classroom? And I remember we were doing, and we were doing drama and education. I said, what happened here? Like, like all of a sudden you just realized, oh, she's not one of us or something. But it was nice, but it just somehow when we, when we sit to dis make this, discuss any topic, their point of view is they're coming from a very secure place, a place where they have a babysitter that looks like me and all that stuff. But when I, talk from my experience and what I've been through, they could not relate. So it's not just, a, it's just a cultural difference, a big cultural difference that I experienced. And at one point I didn't stress much about it, but she was in school and she was speaking and even her accent was different and she had to do something about it because they're looking at her funny. Like sometimes when you speak, they'll laugh and you can give joke and you can hide behind it. But because she wanted to get to where she wanted to get, so she had to try to conform somewhat to basically get through those classes. And there's another incident where she was at the, went to pick up her kid at the daycare, and she projected onto the manager there that she's looking at her from a disadvantaged point of view, like she's nothing. And because she's young and have children, you're seeing her that, wow, she's a single mother, she's a young girl, and as if she has no ambition. 
So I find many minority will, either you are projecting it, the person that you're talking may not think that way, or you feel that way, that when you approach someone, they're thinking that you're less than. Because when I went to Canada, I was an adult with two children, but I wasn't marketable in education or anything. I didn't get my degree or anything. So I find that inadequacy trying to find a job or try to compete. So then I had to go back to school then to try to fit in. So that's where our life kind of parallel. I see. What would you say or who would you say the, I have an idea, but I'd love just for you to share this, the audience for the book. I mean, if we're going to share this book with thousands of potential readers, who would those readers be? I'm thinking young adults would benefit, women would benefit. I think just the title, Flower Among Ash, tell people that if you feel like your, your environment is just ash or you just feel out of place where you are, this could appeal to you because even though you may think you're washed up or not valuable, this can benefit you that to understand that you're not alone. If you want to transform or switch career, whatever is going on with you, you can transform. The, and the things that she went through while getting from where she's at to where she want to be, it also will show you, don't be too hard on yourself. Mm. So it could be just a title. I thought that the title, Flower Among Ash, itself will be like somebody who is going through stuff will see it and say, hmm, I feel like a flower among ash or what's around me, my physical environment is not aesthetically pleasing or in any way that I would like it to be. So that person could be the flower in the ash and what do I do? So some example from Tanika, just having the courage to transform her life, that would help. But young adults, women, that would be an audience. I see. You know, I was thinking as I was looking at the book cover and, of course, the title, it was bringing to mind, now I, I, I know I don't have this correct, it was either Simon and Garfunkel, who being from New York, or the Beatles, I'm thinking the, probably Simon and Garfunkel, but the, the, the asphalt on the street oh. and then the flower coming up from the asphalt. Oh, boy, I'm so, kind of seeing that. <laughs> that's what came to mind as you were kind of sharing the story uh, with, with... So uh, basically, beauty can come out of ashes. Maybe that's what should be the title, beauty out of ashes. <laughs> well, Maybe that's what's supposed to be. Yeah, because it's saying because not everybody has a bed of rose as their life. And you feel like your life is in the dump. And but you can still be that beautiful thing that comes out of the ash. Possibilities. That could be <laughs> your next book. Who knows? I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Angela, I, I truly appreciate you taking the time uh, out of your morning to to be with us today. Thank you. If, yeah. If our uh, listeners would like to learn more about you and your work, now we're going to have a link back to the books page on Amazon. But where is the best place to get to know you? I'm on LinkedIn. LinkedIn? I, yes, I'm on LinkedIn most of the time. I'll check in. 
um, I'm, I will try to refresh and work on my page to make it more visible. But that's where I am most of the time. Perfect. Well, we will provide a uh, link also to your your LinkedIn uh, profile page. So if folks want to connect and learn more about you and your work and really uh, this kind of look thinking about today and I really appreciate you, you know, your interest in being on the podcast. I told you this would be a lot of fun. It goes fast. <laughs> Thanks and for having me. <laughs> my, our pleasure. So we're going to sign off right now. Stay on the line and we'll come okay. back for a minute and then just thank you again. Okay. Thank you. Was fun. Excellent. There you have it, folks. We were just chatting with Angela James. She is a educator, author, poet, and we were discussing her book, which is available on Amazon and in other platforms. The book is Flower Among Ash. And I would encourage you, if you're interested for a nice reading, go out and you should check it out. And it Today is Friday. It's, uh, God, August 30th. The summer, I believe, is almost officially over. So have a very safe weekend. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out there today and make it a phenomenal one. This is Howard Fox from the Success Insight Podcast. And we'll see you again next episode. Take care. Success Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.